from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Chiefs, and we have a brand new week to talk to you about. We're going to go through a couple of things. We're going to answer some of your questions. We have some voicemails we'll get to later in the show. But we're going to start with what's going on in the NFL right now. A lot of different things are out there. Uh, and where we're going to begin right now is a couple of rumors that are going on that affect how the Chiefs stand in the AFC West. First and foremost, it appears that the Denver Broncos are falling out of contention for Kirk Cousins. Uh, probably the quarterback to get this offseason uh, now that Alex Smith has been traded and the Chiefs sent him out of the conference for a reason uh, out of the division is great but out of the conference is even more important and so what you like to see is that if the Broncos fall out of contention for Cousins the Chiefs have a much better future looking at how they're going to play the Denver Broncos now there are still other quarterbacks that are going to be available including the uh triumvirate out of Minnesota, one that may be likely to end up in Denver, uh, that changes the scope of what the Chiefs will have to face and how they go about building the defense a little bit to just have an eye on what's going on inside of the division. That's something they definitely need to keep their eye on. It doesn't necessarily shape the decisions uh, as the cornerstone of how you run your logic to decide what you're going to do, but it is still significant. So, the fact that the quarterback in Denver might not be the best guy that's available leaves them looking at a draft pick, which, again, lengthens the window that the Chiefs have to uh, maintain their current streak over the Broncos, uh, who still have a, a favorable defense at this point. So I think that's still a significant thing that they need to look at. Uh, out in Oakland, things are looking a little bit strange. Uh, another altercation uh, incident for Alden Smith. Uh, not sure of the details, but I am sure of the result. And that is that, uh, the Raiders have given up on him. He has been released is no longer going to be in Oakland, no longer going to be a factor. Hasn't been a factor for a couple of years. Um, so if you thought that possibly he had a chance at making a recovery, uh, and, and rebooting his career, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. And it especially doesn't appear to be happening in Oakland. So, uh, John Gruden seems to be taking the reins. It, the rumors are that uh, he's looking to make quite an overhaul to that roster, which means the Chiefs are going to have some time to get a feel for what they're doing, to build counters to it, and, and be in good shape uh, against a division foe that on paper has looked up and down over the last couple of seasons, but uh, still has a couple of, of sparks that could be formidable. So that's another thing to keep an eye on. Um, rumors are floating around the Chiefs, got a little bit of confirmation that the Chiefs did make an attempt to acquire Robert Quinn from the Rams. Uh, the Rams got a better deal in moving him to Miami. Um, but it, it does go to show that the Chiefs are trying to be proactive uh, in fixing that pass rush situation, uh, uh, getting depth there. Um, I would speculate that had they completed that move, uh, you would see that either D Ford is going to be hurt for a significant portion of this season, which is uh, you know definitely something they'll still need to deal with. Which uh, other rumors <clears throat> have indicated that we're still hearing that he's battling the back, and uh, they don't think that he's going to pass physical early in the season, which would allow the Chiefs to move on, uh, as Chris has speculated and a lot of others have speculated. So I think D Ford's going to be on this roster, and they clearly are looking to bolster something behind him. Uh, and Robert Quinn would have been uh, you know a, a mid tier option for that. 
So that leaves the team looking at a draft pick to try and solidify what's behind D Ford. Uh, in the immediate future, you look to see uh, if Tano Passanio is going to be named the starter uh, while Ford is still recovering. Uh, remain to be seen what happens with Frank Zombo. Uh, he's definitely started in the position in Ford's absence in the past and will be a guy that will likely maybe even earn himself a roster spot because of D Ford's injury. Uh, Frank's getting a little long in the tooth, but he can still put in, put in some uh, decent reps. Uh, run game's a different story. Uh, really, the, the Chiefs are at a crossroads for everybody trying to play the right outside pass rusher position because of setting the edge against the run. And that brings us to the conclusion that they're going to have to look at the draft to further add some talent in that area. Uh, and at the combine, a couple of pass rushers made some noise. Um, Josh Sweat out of out of his mind in his performance. A uh, guy that's had a lot of significant injuries, unfortunately, particularly to his knees. Uh, he has received, or rumored anyway, um, from folks in the know around the combine, he's, he's received a mid-tier medical ratings, which translates to uh, maybe a, a career that isn't as lengthy as it would have been without the injuries, uh, but not a red flag that keeps you from bringing the guy in uh, because he might not be able to play immediately or or, or ever. Uh, so clearly they feel that Josh Sweat's a guy that could play in this league uh, and physically has a couple of years in him, but it may not be a 10-year player like he would have been had he not sustained those knee injuries in particular. Uh, blew up at the combine. You're going to hear a lot of spark about him here coming very quickly because of the athletic testing. And another guy that tested really well, and, and something that we're going to have to talk to down the line, uh, is Shaquem Griffin. Uh, born uh, because of complications, I believe, in utero that, that produced uh, him living his life without one of his hands. Uh, came to the combine with a, an apparatus, a, a prosthesis that goes on his hand so that he could do the bench press. It latched onto the bar. And he put in a great performance for a guy that plays with one hand and no one really expected him to bench in the first place, uh, came out and was among the leaders in that category. Uh, ran extremely well to the point that Patrick Mahomes was commenting on social media about just how well he did and the fact that he is a unique talent. Uh, ran for three eight at the Combine at 225 pounds. Uh, that's pretty unique. And a guy that has uh, experience at safety, experience rushing off the edge, experience playing in space, a very unique tool set, a guy that can kind of do it all, a Swiss Army knife, if you will. Um, and then I have a particular role in mind that the Chiefs could look for him to fulfill. Uh, a couple of other things coming in free agency that probably have to happen first, but we'll get to that as time goes on. Now, another report, not confirmed yet, is that the... Carolina Panthers may move on from start Lota Lele. Uh, a, a defensive player <clears throat> along the line that is rumored to be uh, in the eyes of the Texans and the Chiefs. Unfortunately, Lota Lele is a guy who has not performed up to his draft stock. Uh, first round pick uh, a few years ago, I want to say 2013, really has not performed up to that at all. Um, he's so far ranked in, in the free agent pool uh, that I don't know that he's much of an upgrade were you to bring back Jarvis Jenkins 
uh, for an example. Uh, clearly, the Chiefs need to stick with trying to bring back Raheem Nunez Roches uh, because he plays a role in this defense that we know he can accomplish. Uh, he he's further has some development to do, but uh, in terms of penetrating gaps uh, and doing his thing when they're in the nickel and they have a four-man front lined up, it, he's a guy that I think gives you way more value for the cost it's going to get you in isn't so much of a question mark. Yes, he still has farther to go, but uh, Jenkins is a guy that even in his age might be able to give you more than Lolele in this particular defense. So uh, I wouldn't read too much into that rumor. I'm I'm sure you'll start to see it more and more. Um, There are a number of names that are going to get released. Uh, Muhammad Wilkerson has been let go. Just a question of motivation with him. Uh, the Chiefs could certainly bring in somebody uh, of star value, name, size, and recognition there uh, to try and get more push out of the defensive line, which obviously will help the rest of what they're trying to accomplish. So something to keep an eye out for. But I don't see them making a huge push at a 28-year-old D-tackle. So we'll have to see what comes of that. I think it's way more likely that they use these additional picks that they've managed to acquire – uh, and work on it that way. Uh, right now, as we stand here <clears throat> in the first week in March, uh, we're looking at a number 54 overall. That's the 22nd in the second round. Number 78 and 86 in the third round. And now two fourth rounders at 122 and 124. So that gives you uh, an extra cushion, uh, particularly in spots like uh, that early fourth round. Not early, or actually the bottom third of it, but in the fourth round, <clears throat> players like uh, Andrew Brown or players like Shaquem Griffin, who may be there right now, unless they're overdrafted, you can never really tell if somebody's going to just fall in love, uh, especially with the the, the story Shaquem Griffin is. So you have to kind of leave that in consideration. But those are two guys the Chiefs could target in the fourth round that will fill roles. Now, further rumors are floating around that the Chiefs are looking heavily at nothing that's going to shock you. Interior offensive linemen, uh, as well as the cornerback group. A lot of interviews going on. A lot of players being seen and spoken to at the combine. uh, And a lot of different rumors floating around about who, when, and where. But those are the two position groups uh, that we're hearing fairly often from a number of different sources. So, uh, Pretty easy to bet that that's what they're going to have a look at. It's definitely what they need. So it's good to see them being diligent and looking to plug holes. And that's what this time of year is for. Now, why don't we start taking a look and let's hear from you guys. We have a couple of voicemails we'll queue up and we'll try to address them right now. Morning, gents. Uh, My question has to do with where do you see the Chiefs going as far as backup quarterback situation this coming season? Uh, We've had the last five years, Chase Daniel, Nick Bowles, and Patrick Mahomes as backups, and we felt really confident. But now with Mahomes as a starter, do we really feel confident with Bray being the backup, or do you see them trying to address the situation in the draft or spending the money and trying to find a, um older veteran quarterback? And if you see them going with a veteran, who do you see available that the Chiefs would likely try to get in the event uh, Mahomes gets injured. Who do we feel confident trying to fill that role? Well, a couple of names actually come to mind, and we didn't catch your name on the voicemail, but thank you for leaving it. And if you want to follow it up and let us know where you're at, we'll uh, we'll definitely give you a shout out on Twitter. But uh, easily, 
the Chiefs have put a lot of investment into Tyler Bray. Uh, they feel that he can play in this league, um, despite evidence to the contrary, I think, from what we saw in Denver. Uh, I won't be surprised if they bring him back on uh, a short, uh, very cheap contract. Uh, for those reasons, though, because he's been in the system, because he understands the offense, or at least has exposure to it. So look for that. I do expect them to look at a veteran presence uh, and maybe a draft pick as well. Um, there are some names that are fairly easy to associate with the Chiefs, and and for good reason, because they are fits. Uh, and the top of the list there is Chase Daniel, because he's played in the offense, because he's, he's run Doug's offense. He's come, he could come back here and walk in, basically, to a backup role and be uh, a, a sounding board and a mentor for Patrick Mahomes. So I would think that they would at least take a good long look, see if they can get close on money. Chase has made a, a lot of good money over the years, so um, he may be more costly than they care to go for. Um, the other one that I think would be interesting because he's worked with a lot of young quarterbacks over the years as he's kind of pieced his career together, but I would not mind seeing uh, an intelligent quarterback uh, with a lot of experience like Ryan Fitzpatrick come in as a backup. Uh, what he's done in Tampa Bay to this point hasn't been a whole lot, but uh, he's used to, to working with younger quarterbacks. I think he's an asset that the Chiefs could look to utilize and help Patrick further uh, and, and kind of pick up the reins from where Alex Smith left off. Now, Mr. Carnahan's got a question, and we've heard from him before, so let, let's see what he's got. Hey, Chris. Hey, Ryan. It's Carnahan, chief fan, calling out in California right next to Raider Nation. Uh, two things. One, uh, I can't find any updated or projected cap space, like where we're going to be at after the Alex Smith trade and everything else. Uh, see if you guys maybe take a deep dive into all that and see where you see us going. And uh, secondly... Like, I feel like you guys a lot of times have the advertisement cut off mid-sentence or, like, mid-thought point. And uh, a couple times it's thrown me for a loop. So, uh, anyway, love the podcast. Keep up the great stuff, y'all. Go Chiefs! Well, thanks, Carnahan. And, you know, to address the audio thing, with the advertisements, it's always tricky. Uh, We try to look for good gaps in the audio. Uh, so that if there's a natural gap, we try to fill it there. Uh, and, you know, I'm trying to work my way around, uh, trying to find better ways to do it without having to take, you know, a dedicated pause and make a big thing out of it. We try to make this show real conversational. So bear with us, and uh, I'll try to get this new system under my hat and get better at it. Uh, now, talking about the cap, right now, uh, when, when I just take a quick look over it, over the cap, it looks like the Chiefs are sitting right about $14.5 million in cap space. Um, Spotrack's got it a little bit higher than that, but uh, this is basically with the trades counting at this point for Peters and Smith, um, and really not much else having gone on other than the fact that Derek, Con- Derek Johnson's contract has been voided. Uh, so that's not really a cut, but it, it's in there. There are a, a number of other rumored moves. Um, Tom Bahali is still on the, on the books. Um, Terrence Paler reported that Ron Parker may be a cut, uh, and that will certainly have In fact, that's $5 million right there. Um, there are also players like Daniel Sorensen uh, and Demetrius Harris that are still, uh, you know, options if they they choose to move on if they feel they need a little bit more cap space. Uh, pretty clear that D Ford is going to be on this roster and is going to kind of against their cap this season. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Uh, but I don't see gaining any of that cap space. Um, maybe you could get a renegotiation from from Justin Houston, who's got a very big number this year. Uh, his cap hit is twenty million six hundred. Uh, and maybe you can recoup some of that. Uh, I think Justin's a player that, <clears throat> while he needs a bookend, 
think he's still in his prime, and I wouldn't mind them trying to get a little relief uh, immediately by maybe extending an extra year. We'll have to see how that comes out. But uh, what you're going to see is the cap's going up to uh, right now. It's projected to be 178, 179 million in 2018. Uh, roughly 10, 11 above that the next year and close to 200 in 2020. So uh, space is coming. What we're going to see with some of these veteran moves before the draft is we'll know exactly where they are cap space. Why? And then we'll be able to see the class is going to cost you about six and a half, maybe 7 million this year. I haven't looked at all the numbers, but that's on average. So they have plenty of space right now. Uh, and with some more moves coming, they're going to have some more. So, um, that's it for us today, folks, and we appreciate your time, and we appreciate your calls. We still have a, a few more queued up. We're going to try to get to those next week as well and try to space them out here through the off season. So keep them coming. The number is 913-777-4457. Leave us a voicemail, and we will try to get to you. Thank you for listening to us today. Uh, if you're having any kinds of trouble on Stitcher or uh, Google Play, just make sure you check the homepage. It's in our tweets. Uh, you can check it through iTunes as well. Get subscribed, rate, and review us, and let us know what you think. We appreciate your time and your listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review, and reach out to us on Twitter, at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.